You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Police books. What is he doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it. You feel it. Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of Earth Station Who. That's right, we are back, and hopefully you all survived a good Dragon Con and a good little bit of holiday around the world, and we've got a great one for you tonight. We're looking back at the Big Finish era. It's been a long time since we've actually talked about the Sixth Doctor, so we thought, when better to do it? But the One Doctor, which, you know, is an interesting story. I listened to it probably... 15 years ago it was one of the first big finnish audios i actually heard and it started me getting more and more respect for colin baker because you know a lot of people do not like colin as the doctor because of what happened during his era the episodes and some of the stories were just stinkers i'm sorry to say but i think during his big finish run i think they basically showed him in his true light and it actually brought my respect for him and opened my eyes to a lot of the era that he was the doctor and i actually liked this doctor and mel story it was actually a lot of fun and it's going to be very interesting to hear what these folks opinions are got a great crew we have a brand new person with us tonight let's of course welcome kieran moffat welcome sir Thank you very much. It is a pleasure to be here. Uh, it's the first time you've been on the show, and thank you for stepping up to the bat with this one. Tell everyone a little bit about you. Uh, yeah, I'm a a podcaster and voice actor uh, from uh, Adelaide in South Australia. So I'm <laughs> I'm recording a bit in the future from you guys. Um, yeah, I love Doctor Who. I've been watching it for years. My father loves telling the story especially at my wedding, about how the first time I ever saw Doctor Who, I was probably about two days old and I was being bathed in front of the TV while it was on. And that's it. He's like, that's been ingrained ever since. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, so I love Doctor Who. And of course, here in Australia, there was, in the 90s, it didn't really exist. No one heard of it. It just ended and then came back in 2005. No one really cared in that period, apart from me, apparently. So <laughs> You were holding the torch up for everybody. Yeah. That is awesome. Tell everyone about your podcast and such. Well, actually, I run a podcast uh, network uh, <laughs> like yours. Um, so, yeah, it's called Pizzaner & Co. Um, we've got a bunch of podcasts, a really cool interview podcast called Levers, um, a space podcast called Mates in Space, which is doing really well at the moment. Um, D&D actual play podcast called Best Life I... Forgotten, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I'm currently in the middle of working on a, um, a Monty Python podcast called I Came Here for an Argument. Um, <laughs> I think you're going to do very, very well with that one. I, I definitely think so. <laughs> well, welcome aboard. It's great to have you. Thank you so much. And of course, our regulars are here. Of course, let's say howdy to Mr. Mike Gordon. 
Howdy. Yep, voice and is still scratched is from Dragon Con. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> too bad. Too bad. So if he sounds kind of rough and, you know, tumbled, you know, he sounds like he's got a really deep voice now because blame Dragon Con on it. So it's okay. Yeah, just a teeny bit of cred. Uh, but yeah. uh, still, still left over. But uh, yeah, cool. And of course, Ms. Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody! It is fantastic to be here. It is awesome to have both you guys back. And I'm glad Mike survived. And you know what? I think it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about this one. Uh, news-wise, there is no new Doctor Who news right now. This is. A, I'm hoping this is the calm before the storm, as they like to say. That would be nice. Because literally, we're almost exactly two months before, you know, the anniversary. We don't even know when it's airing. We don't even know dates yet. I read recently that um, Strictly Come Dancing, which is a massive dance show in the UK, will be start airing soon. And the general, like, finger on the pulse is that they'll put out a trailer with the first episode of Strictly because that'll be the the most viewers they can possibly oh, sure. get. All the eyes are going to be on it, because I remember mm-hmm. they did, for I think it was Jody's Regeneration episode, they did the trailer for it during a sporting event over there. And everything. It was Wimbledon. Yeah. So I stayed up till four in the morning t- waiting for the set <laughs> to be over so I could see the trailer. He <laughs> is dedicated, my friends. He you had is your priority dedicated. straight. Who cares about freaking sports events (laughs) no i want to see the doctor who stuff yeah so when is the the strictly come dancing coming uh it's in the next couple of weeks um i that is something i did not prepare but uh yeah it'll be Uh in the next couple of weeks (laughs) (laughs) you mean i have to do work for a podcast before i come on it oh great (laughs) we never do so it's okay That is awesome. So, yeah, we hopefully will get probably by our next episode, maybe some news on the trailer. Never know. Fingers are crossed. If this was only a video podcast, folks, you'd actually see all of us have our fingers crossed. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. with that. So let's jump in. Let's jump back to the year 2001. And we are going to be looking at the one doctor. So it features the sixth doctor and Mel Bush. And it's written by Gareth Roberts, actually, and Clayton Hickman, and was directed by Gary Russell. So some pretty big names behind this. And so it's interesting. Um, I'm going to go around. And I know we all have, you know, different histories with the sixth doctor and everything. So, of course, I think, Mike, this is your first time listening to this, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, this is my first time listening to it. Uh, I am uh, not, uh, yeah, I haven't seen, uh, before we started podcasting, I hadn't seen anything or heard anything with The Sixth Doctor. So this is all new to me. Uh, I like how we're still continuing to dance around the trial of the Time Lord. So <laughs> since since we, uh since we're looking at the sixth doctor, we're like, hmm, what else is there? Um, so, uh, but, uh, so much. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so much, so much more. Um, and uh, yeah, this was, uh, you know, uh, despite it being co-written by a trash human being in Gareth Roberts, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I think that um, uh, I, it, yeah, I tried to ignore that part. Yeah, I know, I know right? I was, I was uh, trying to whitewash that part, folks. No, yeah. don't don't whitewash it. We we should talk about it, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, uh, this was uh, you know my. Um, my experience with Big Finish overall has been mixed, but this one was really fun. I uh, I really uh, enjoyed this one. The premise was was familiar and yet I thought clever. Um, uh, some of the stuff was you know not great, but it was really fun to listen to, um, and made me appreciate Colin, not just Colin, but uh, Bonnie Langford again, uh, because really Mel is not high up on my list of companions whatsoever. Uh, but, uh, she was, uh, she was fine in this one as well. She wasn't, uh, I, you know, annoying at all, uh, or at least much, <laughs> you know, I thought it was, uh, pretty fun. Cool. Mary, what about you? It was funny. I was listening to this and I was like, wow, this sounds familiar. <laughs> I heard <laughs> this before. And yes, I had heard it before <laughs> a long time ago. It was one of the first six doctor ones I listened to. And I think, you know, as Mike said, it's one of the ones that got me back into big finish with the sixth doctor, because I think that Colin really shines in big finish. Um, oh, very much so. You know, he gets some decent scripts and he's allowed to, um, to not, not play um, the kind of bizarre figure he played as the sixth doctor. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed him a lot. No, I don't enjoy much. the person who wrote this, though I actually do enjoy some of the episodes he's written. Of course. Um, so, yeah, and we'll talk more about that later. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Kieran, what about you? Uh, I mean, Big Finish is my jam, as the children say. Um, mm -hmm. it's I, I, I love this story. I heard, a, probably same as you, about 15 years ago when um, I first started really listening to Big Finish, um i absolutely adore it um it great performances and yes like we're, we're dancing around gareth roberts but the the thing is horrible human being but there are very few people who know as much about doctor who as him and gary russell and clayton hickman who was the editor of the doctor who magazine for uh 15 years it, it it's it is a brilliant <laughs> It's made for fans, this story. It is 100% made for fans. It is a pastiche of Doctor Who stories. Um, some of the, like, one of them at one point says, oh, I come from the planet Singlet 4, and you just say, you've just chosen a random word. It's brilliant. I love it. Um, Generios is the main planet. Generic. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, uh, Bonnie Langford, her condition for coming back and doing Big Finish was um, that she never have to scream. Because she hated that all she ever did in the TV series was scream, and in this story, she takes on a very sort of doctorish role. She um, was great in this one. She was oh, really good in this one. Absolutely love. I I loved every bit of it. Um, one thing we haven't mentioned is that Matt Lucas was in it. Not that you could tell. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Yep, he plays the jelloid and the cylinder. So even the jelloid, it just sounds like a like it, this is Doctor <laughs> Who written by people who know Doctor Who, but making it sound like 
the half-heard Doctor Who thing from someone who doesn't know mm. Doctor Who. And I've now said like those two blob, words. Every blob <laughs> monster <laughs> that, that you've seen in Classic Who. Yeah, it's I absolutely it, it is a, a fun um pastiche. Like even um because of two thousand and one, um they're even kind of poking fun at the the fans. Um like there's that one uh gag where um the sixth doctor um kisses someone and then he says, Oh no, 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 the doctor wouldn't possibly do that, which of course right. was the argument at the time after the movie. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Not just not just a doctor wouldn't do it, but a time lord wouldn't do yes. it. Yeah, like yes. <laughs> I mean, they don't do like that. He kissed you. That is so not a time lord. No, not at all. <laughs> I enjoyed this. I really, really did. Like I said earlier, this actually was my road into Colin on Big Finish, and I've loved you know a lot of his adventures, and they're so many because we did jubilee a couple years ago on the podcast and that was the second one i listened to because people kept on telling me oh listen to jubilee because the story of the dalek was basically you know based off of that and few people actually said this one was based off you know that they based the next doctor off of this one and which i don't see the similarity at all just somebody who was thinking he was the doctor but in the other in this one it's bonto who is pretending to be the doctor to you know steal money from people around the universe and such yeah it's not the same plot no No, not at all not really no and so and so it was interesting but and this one is is a different tone too it's it's uh completely tongue-in-cheek um uh all the way through Oh, all the way. The shelves of infinity, you know. Come on. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> People Space underestimate. <laughs> yes, exactly. People underestimate how funny Doctor Who can and should be. Now, some of the things in this one felt very Douglas Adams in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah definitely, I that as well. definitely an influence there. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. Gareth Roberts wrote the novelization of Sharda, which was mm-hmm. the unfinished uh, Douglas Adams story. Right, um, right. So he rewrote that in a Douglas Adams way. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, the other Douglas Adams scripts were later adapted by um, uh, James Goss, who is a much better writer and a much better human being. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that is so, so true and everything. But now this was interesting. I enjoyed this and I loved the six doctors reaction when you know he said what's going on it's like oh they're celebrating the doctor and he was like i don't remember being here or you know and it's interesting because he he always has a sense you know if he runs into another doctor that he knows it's him another time lord Mm -hmm. and you know they play on that a lot in this one and you know and he you know, basically shuts that down right away with this. And I I like that. You know, it wasn't any question during it. Is this a future version of the Doctor that we haven't met yet or something like that? And we didn't even have that. It was just completely shut. This guy is Banto's aim. He is not the Doctor. He, and, you know, I did like the character, though, of, you know, Sally Ann. I love, you know, her. She she was like so going from oh you know 
oh, I'm going to be a mustache twirling bad guy's assistant into being, you know, I'm in love with the doctor. He's so wonderful. He's so heroic. Yeah, the one thing, yeah. the one thing that this uh, this does as well is it really plays around with. I mean, much more so than than well, classic who wouldn't wouldn't touch a lot of these things, uh, but uh, new who maybe a little bit, but even so, it does make fans a little bit you know queasy. Not just the kissing scene at the end, but also the fact that uh, Banto, who's masquerading as the Doctor, and his companion are, I mean, nothing but uh, sexualized in this like they are just like they i mean the rule of no hanky panky in the tardis does not apply to the stardust no <laughs> you can hear the flushing of the stardust from and all there, the way out here lots of innuendo and and just outright yes <laughs> this is what's a- going on absolutely oh. like oh. it's just every almost every single phrase of theirs is like just littered with uh you know no nos for for doctor and companion <laughs> relations Oh, the whole time they were, you know, left alone while they were trying to get the money, they basically were in there making out, you know, and it was just like, oh, wait, we got to stop. They might be coming, you know, type thing. But it was like they were sucking face the whole frippin' time. It's one of those things, isn't it? I think that's to sort of, uh, it's a wonderful narrative device to sort of show that these people clearly are not the Doctor and the Companion because you can't possibly do that. But also I think it's a case of Big Finish like this is 2001 this is when big finish was getting experimental with the things they were doing and i think audio gave them a license to why like wildly deviate from what they would normally do i mean now they still have those rules i i entered one of the big finish writing competitions and the list of things that you cannot have in your audio is as long as my arm huh, um really yeah yeah there's yeah, no like no romance well like romance but you know there's no sexualization no drugs no drinking no swearing no like just basically keep it g <laughs> gotcha gotcha no snogging and, and there's a, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of drinking in this too so oh very much so yes it was interesting and i loved how through history you know the doctor's tardis became a porta potty <laughs> <laughs> Man, they, I, they they go full out on that joke, like with audio um, cues and everything. Like yeah, they, 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 they make really it clear. Yeah, they, I they, loved the audio. They, they, I, they I loved the way they synced the flushing to the um <laughs> to the sound of the TARDIS oh, yeah, rotor. Great. Yes. Um, and uh, I mean, interesting trivia thing. Um, the first time a toilet sound effect was used in Doctor Who was um slowed down and distorted for a Yeti's roar in the abominable snowmen it's a oh, toilet awesome. flushing oh that is awesome and i loved when they were all stuck in the stardust and it says i believe this is actually smaller on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was really well done and there were so many good points to this was there anything any of you guys didn't like about the story i mean it it I, I'm not going to give it five stars. I mean, it's, 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 it's fun, uh, but it's your typical, like, sort of like quest story. Um, and, and to be honest, the, 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 the robots making furniture, I think that was the one joke that like an SNL skit went on a little too long. Um, uh, and so I, I wouldn't say everything was a winner, 
but overall it was it was a lot of fun and i i don't want to like come down hard on it or anything but uh you know what worked worked well and there was a couple things that i i did you know i think it could have been a little shorter actually uh i think i was expecting uh well i i I asked you mike i said it's like oh this is just an hour and you're like sure and then i look at it it it's like two hours (laughs) and i'm like uh no this is longer this is four parts um plus a like hidden christmas message at the end um so uh you know and and, but it's like and it's funny because it's it was released at christmas and it really feels like a christmas like episode that of like new who it has that same kind of tone to it um Mm -hmm. it's actually more successful i think than some of the uh christmas episodes uh that were that were done later the christmas specials but it has that same tone to it which uh i really appreciate yeah it's very lighthearted. there's there's i mean this is not a profound episode no no, there's not a lot of depth here you're just on a you know the plot is is a very generic plot uh, but it's not the point the point is to just sort of sit back and I mean, it's, there's a lot of fan service here. I think know, that is the point. I think that is the point, the, well, the generic the, yeah. plot. Like it is so generic. Like this is what, this is the framework of Doctor Who. We're just showing you yeah. in a harsh light, the like that bits of Doctor Who that you kind of don't want to admit are formulaic, but are really formulaic. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, That's I, actually what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> it's not, this, this is not supposed to be a convoluted, profound, you're going to go away thinking no. about, about this and wondering what happened for years <laughs> afterwards. It is simply a, a formula, which is fine it, mm. because it's very enjoyable. And I don't think that, you know, every, every episode has to be, you know, sort of mind twisting. Sometimes you can just sit back and, you know, have a little escapism. And and everybody's making fun of everything. I mean, so yeah, which makes it e- almost even weirder that Gareth Roberts is <laughs> such a, a <laughs> controversial figure in Doctor Who, because mm-hmm. um, wow, wildly transphobic and misogynistic. Oh, and, um, you know, got kind of he basically the BBC told him to walk away twice. <laughs> he has not even worked for the BBC since 2014. He has worked for ITV. Uh, but he got booted off a book project that um, he was going to write for a short story anthology, Christmas anthology for Doctor Who, until the other writers said they would walk away if yep. he was a part of the project. And that included Neil Gaiman. Yep. So, yeah, he is not not somebody who's well-liked. Yeah, it was the oh. um, it was the Target collection, sort of a retrospective of the old Target novelizations. Um, I have a copy of it. Um, I remember when that came out, and I remember being very hurt when that happened because I I did love Gareth Roberts' writing, um, and you know he, he's an, he's one of those names like in Doctor Who that just pops up that you like you you may not always remember exactly what stories they wrote but you recognize that name yeah and mm-hmm. i yeah i i loved gareth roberts writing and then this happened i was I, I was i really hurt and i was like well yeah this is awful of course he should walk away from this uh book he shouldn't have anything to do with it mm-hmm. um and yeah it, it is it is very unfortunate um uh but yeah you you can't yeah, yeah. You you can't defend someone who says the horrible things about transgender people. It, you just can't. 
No. Yeah, they no, were. I'm not no. going to repeat it, but one of them was especially bad. And uh, and this is a man who, I mean, he wrote what like six episodes of Doctor Who, and he wrote a bunch of Sarah Jane adventures. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wrote books. He wrote comics. He was very intertwined. Oh, He's also Doctor a gay Who. man. Uh, being a gay man, I just I. <sighs> I I cannot understand like you know I I'm a queer person I can under, not understand how another queer person can possibly have a problem with transgender people I, I I don't understand how that fits in their head but yeah yeah I mean I am also a queer person and I it always amazes me when I see the oppressed turn around and become the oppressor it it's just I mean how can you not see <laughs> That, that you're doing the exact same thing that you're supposedly fighting against. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, human beings are very complicated. <laughs> no, some people just bite off their you know finger despite themselves. And, you know, it, it just sucks. Yeah. I mean, and he is so ingrained in Doctor Who. Um, I mean, you know, we've got... <laughs> I think we've got a couple of his episodes still on our schedule that we're going to do really soon. So uh, we can bring it up again. And, and, and yeah, unfortunately. Um, and, and especially when, you know, I especially hate to see this kind of behavior and people like that are associated with things that are usually so hopeful about the future, whether it's Star Trek or Doctor Who, you know, you kind of expect more from people who are participating in that because they're you're, they're showing us ways of the future that that are hopeful, um, and it always confuses me when when somebody you know when I find out whether it's a fan or somebody inside associated with a property like that that's that's uh, that's hateful. I'm like, how can you how can you reconcile that? Like that's I mean, it's one thing. Like you know, how can you be a Doctor Who fan and still and think this way? Exactly. It's like the old, uh, when did Doctor <laughs> Who slash Star Trek slash any property get work? From the beginning. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Exactly. <laughs> it's about I'm a socialist sorry. traveling through time, helping people. What What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> they, they've never tried to hide that. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like the premise of the whole show. So many people complain and say, oh, Doctor Who's so woke now and everything. Where have you been for the last 60 years? Hello. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know exactly. what I say about wake up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't be sleeping. A happier, um, on a, on a nicer tone. <laughs> I, I suppose I kind of want to talk about um, Gary Russell, who directed it, which nobody knows the sixth doctor better than Gary Russell. He's written so many uh, big finish and also directed um interestingly he's also i believe the director of big finish creative who's doing the animated reconstructions of um doctor who that's just a side note um but he's also written dozens of sixth doctor novels and i think his direction more than anything brings out the best in colin baker because colin baker when he wants to be can be an absolutely phenomenal actor unfortunately yes he wasn't given quite the best scripts um back in 1986 um and yes trial of a time lord is a little bit of a mess <laughs> but um yeah gary russell and we haven't gotten Colin there Baker. <laughs> we haven't gotten there we've always said that when it's time for us to wrap up the show we're going to be our final episode we're going to be trial of the time lord <laughs> oh god 
Um, Talk about yeah. going out on a high note, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. That definitely sounds about right. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the direction because I really noticed that in this uh, this whole this whole series of stories, what a difference it made to have good direction. Because to be honest, I have heard some big finish that did not have some great direction, and it made it just made an enormous difference. And also, I will say, the sound quality was really good on this and it's old it's from 2001 <laughs> we have listened to some more recent big finish where you know the voices you can't hear them uh the the music is too loud or too grating um, i mean i don't want to get into a thing of big finish is my career end goal um <laughs> I don't, although i don't want to get into a habit of defending them or condemning them <laughs> um look it, it all comes down to people um like there are certain writers that you pick out certain directors and i mean the people who do good they they move on to good things uh one of the best big finish directors and producers they've had in the last decade is a guy called um uh scott hancock who did the war master adventures brilliant director he is now the script editor on the new series of Doctor Who. He's got Douglas oh, Adams' wow. old job. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. He's amazing. He's also gorgeous and I have a massive crush on him, but it's brilliant work. That's awesome. That is awesome. No, that's cool. I, uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's something that um, is a, is a turnoff for me too, because sometimes in big finish, like they'll do effects on a voice or something like that just because they can. And sometimes mm-hmm. it, I, I can't understand the, 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 the words or the dialogue because there, there, there's too effect, too many effects, uh, in play. I didn't feel that way in this one. Uh, I thought that, uh, all the effects were, were really well done. The voices were great. The alien voices, uh, I mean, the only one that was, but I mean, it, it wasn't even that bad. The, 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 um, uh, the, uh, the blob. Or whatever that oh, the jelloid. Yeah, the jelloid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um man, I loved Matt Lucas's cylinder voice. That thing was that was like um that was really impressive. Um but it's it's you know, I didn't recognize it being Matt Lucas, but listening to it, it sounded like all important. Uh but in in a sort of like uh like in a sort of tongue-in-cheek way. And when I found out that it was Matt Lucas, I was like, of course, like that's <laughs> like even this booming voice that, you know, I wasn't sure to take seriously. Um, it still has a place in this. Um, cause it, it, yeah, it wouldn't have worked otherwise, but, um, and yeah, just the, the, the little, um, you know, uh, meta jokes about, you know, like, well, using the Delaware theme for like the third episode or something yes. for Doctor Who, that was like, I was like, such a mix what? up what is happening here? Like, this is really weird, but I mean, only, I mean, that's something that only like real, like you have to like look deep into like the art, the vaults to know exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you also notice that at the beginning of the fourth one, it almost, you could hear the theme, you know, like you heard the, it, right, like, like ramping up, up. like, ramping yes, up. I did hear that. And everything. So it was like, Oh, they, these guys know what they're doing. And yeah, um, they, but they were planning it. It was really awesome, and it's just part of the joke. It's part of like this whole like self-referential thing. I, I love the, 
I think there's a dialogue that one of the characters says, why are we just in a quarry? And I was just like, yeah, oh, because brilliant. it's Doctor Who. That's why you're in a quarry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At one point he says he's a corridor veteran as well, yes, which is yes. another mark on the bingo cards. Or, 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 that, or that he runs, you know, he runs a lot, you know, not because yes. he's trying to stay in shape, yes. but just because he's always just being chased. Away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, when Neil Gaiman wrote uh, The Doctor's Wife, he specifically wrote it so that half of it could be filmed in a quarry, the other half filmed in <laughs> corridors. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just that much, that, that kind of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, despite, I hate, I mean, I, 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 you know, we talked about the, 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 you know, the, the co-writer and everything. And, and I hate not recommending work by people who I don't admire. And yet, you know, I hate to take this one off the table because it is so fun. It is fun. And that's why I decided that we were going to review this instead of one of the other ones, because this is a good entry into Collins foray onto Big Finish. Yeah, I think the the, yeah. the pluses out outweigh, you know, and plus, I, I don't know. I don't know how Big Finish works or whatever, but I don't think Aerith is still getting paid for like this or whatever. Maybe I don't well, know. Even if he is, I don't want to punish because there's a lot of people that go into making a production. Yes. And I don't want to punish other people's good work just because Gareth Roberts is who he is. That, that's mm-hmm. not fair to them. Yeah. Good, that's my knowledge. Big Finish isn't working with him anymore. Um, and I don't believe there's any sort of residual work with audios like this. People get paid for their roles. Um, and, and that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, so far as I'm aware, anyway, um, uh, Nicholas Briggs, feel free to message me and confirm <laughs> or not. Also, let's talk. Um, yeah. So, yeah. He's I, one of our regular subscribers. So. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if Nicholas and Jason are, are, are avid listeners of ours, but if they are, like... <laughs> I'm, so I'm, a hu- I'm a huge, huge admirer of uh, Nicholas Briggs. And uh, I love... Uh, you mentioned the, like, the, the sound effects they use on voices. I'm, I'm a massive nerd about that. Um, I own my own Moogafuga, which is what they use to make the, the Dalek voices, mm-hmm. um, as well as a bunch of other voice mod things. Um, so, yeah, as I said, Big Finish is my end career career goal there um so yeah nicholas if you are listening or you know anyone anyone at big finish i'm not really not picky scott hancock if you're listening uh... <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome all right any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one because we've talked we've covered it quite a bit already yeah um i just want to also i mean we haven't really talked a lot about it but I mean, I, I do think that uh, Christopher Biggins and Claire Buckfield did incredible as uh, uh, as the quote unquote doctor and companion, uh, the faux doctor and companion like Bantozane and Celia. And I thought they were really, really fun uh, to the to the point where I was like, I would I would like to see them again. And and I was kind of like, even though Bantozane is is a trash human being. Not as trashy as Gareth Roberts, but as trashy as <laughs> me. Um, I was. I thought way. like I was like, oh come on, Doctor, you're not just going to leave it. Like I did think that was a bit harsh. Like I was like, it, you know, they were after the Doctor all along, and I mean, we've seen what enemies of the Doctor do, and I'm like, that's that's pretty brutal, letting him go in your place. So I, I didn't think he had did done anything that was quite that that bad warranted but uh 
So I would love to see a follow-up episode of this where, you know, they are, uh, they, they, they encounter each other again or rescue him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he does say that he's going to go rescue. He does. He does. At at some point. Yes. But I mean, he's not rushing to do it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. He's not rushing at all. He has to get a hi-fi system and entertainment center for the jello. (laughs) Yeah. It was almost, it was almost as if they, they were suggesting that the fact that he, you know, was secretly married and when that came out, like that was justification for him to actually be <laughs> taken in murdered the doctor's and place. And I was like, murdered. <laughs> I was like, Meh. you know, I don't know. I, the, I did feel like that was, uh, yeah, that was a bit harsh, but I, I, I would love to see, like I said, a follow up would be fun. I love that his last words were, my wife is going to kill me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that was just awesome. No, there was definitely, and I loved, that when uh, Mel was starting to tell about the proposal, you know, that he, the doctor gave to her. And then Sally Ann was like reciting word for word. And it was just like, yeah, that was just awesome. The way they did that. That was just great. All right, Mr. Mike, since we started with you, how many stars? Uh, Five being the best. One uh, being the worst. How many Stardises are we giving? Stardises tonight. <laughs> how, how far are you going to flush? How many? How many flushes is it going to take? <laughs> um, you know what? I I I would give this a four. Um, this was a lot of fun. There's a lot of like I would I can imagine myself listening to this again and picking up on different uh, other you know things that I missed uh, because there are so many jokes in jokes. That um, as I, you know, learn more and more about certainly the Sixth Doctor era, as well as other Doctor Who aspects of Doctor Who, I would imagine that I would listen to this again and go, oh, yeah, now I get that reference, you know. Um, so I do think that. Um, and and this is this is not going to mean anything to anybody except for those people who listened to Earth Station One uh, this week as well, where we reviewed um uh justified uh city primeval but sally ann reminded me of sandy yeah i could see that <laughs> i totally can see that. yeah she, she reminded me of Sandy. i i was kind of like you know uh we were saying about how we wish sandy would have like that whole like you know beach get that beach front property at the end and and i'm glad that sally ann got that at the end of this one so mm-hmm. okay mary go ahead Boy, I think, you know, I really enjoyed this one. And so I'm going to give it a four, even though uh, part of me is saying Gareth Roberts does not deserve that. But it doesn't matter. I mean, him laying him and his problems aside, um, there's a lot of good work here and direction and acting and uh, uh, the side characters are great. Uh, Everybody's just going all out to make this a really fun series of stories and i i enjoyed it greatly so i i think it deserves a four okay kieran um i i think easily i'd I'd give it a four um it is clearly yeah again laying aside things is is it is written well directed well acted well really beautifully fleshed out and it is written by fans for fans so i would give it a four but with the caveat that if you're a new if you're new to doctor who if you're new to big finish don't start here 
Like mm-hmm. it, this is this is where you go after you've got a bit of experience to fully appreciate it. Um, but yeah, easily for for the season Doctor Who fan, it's a it's a four, and you're going to enjoy it, and you're yeah. going to laugh very much. So. And also, if you hadn't watched any of the Colin Baker stories, don't start with this one because you're going to be so disappointed with the TV part because <laughs> 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 Colin is so good in this. He is great. He's great. So I'm going to actually go ahead. I'm actually going to give it a four and a half um, just because I can't give it a five because of the writer. But I think Colin shows his colors in this. He shows how good of an actor and how good he could have been on the TV series. Same thing with Bonnie. I think Bonnie... And I'm going to just come out and say this. I didn't think she had real chemistry with Sylvester a lot. And I think, you know, that was kind of almost like a forced putting together because, you know, everything that happened with Colin getting fired and everything and Sylvester having to be put in real fast. And because Sylvester didn't start shining until, you know, Ace Mm. came on board and, you know, I'm sorry to say that, and I'm looking forward to seeing Bonnie come on with Shooty because she's coming back. And I think, you know, it's going to be our time to go, go, Bonnie, go, Mel, go, Mel. Just no carrot juice. Come on. It's going to be okay. <laughs> this helps. This helps a lot with that. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, when, so. when the news came that, you know, Bonnie Langford was going to appear in the new series or a special or whatever, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Now I'm kind of like, ooh. Yeah, she was on par with the doctor in this i thought she was great and everything and i'm glad like kieran said i'm glad she didn't scream at all with this and because that's what we saw her with all the different doc the two doctors she was working with and I didn't want to hear that, especially if I was wearing headphones because I was working and everything. <laughs> Noise canceling headphones with with uh-huh. Mel's scream would have yeah done some damage. You, yeah. you think you know? You think hearing the River Song theme is bad? <laughs> Mel's scream with headphones is even surely worse. the Missy theme is the worst because it starts with that really loud klaxon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. These two haven't started listening to the Missy stuff yet. So. You're in for a treat. I love them. Yeah, you want to I'm come back on the show when we yeah. when we re- review the first season of it. If you have me, I'd love yes. to. Yes, we are officially inviting you back, my friend. Yay! I'll we'll talk off the air and we'll get dates and stuff. So awesome, kids! I think that is wrapping it up. Um, couple little things wanted to talk about real quick before we get going. Uh, for those who um, are interested, we did a video review uh, for Dragon Con. For the Brit tracks, we did talked about, of course, um, what Doctor Who spinoffs we would like to see. We talk about Doctor Who spinoffs, past, present, and future. So it's a lot of fun. You could find it up on the Brit tracks of Dragon Con's uh, YouTube channel. So we are up there, and we'll have a link to it in our show notes. So definitely, please, please, and I think Mr. Mike actually shared it up on the Earth Station Who page, Facebook page. So, you know, definitely. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, if not, if, I not can. if not, it will be there before this goes live. So I can almost guarantee that. So it'll be a ton of fun. And it was a lot of fun. 
we were joined by the fine folks at the Legend of the Traveling Tardis podcast. And it was great having Christian and, of course, Melanie. And, you know, it was just a ton of fun trying to guess because we don't know yet. You know, the rumors are still going around that it's going to be unit, which I would die to see for a series. So. Well, Big Finish just cancelled their unit, their audio. Like, they just finished their unit series. So, mm-hmm. And also finished Big uh, finished River Song. So. Yes, I've, I've heard that one floating too. So I'll be very, very curious. And I know Alex has already said she keeps wants to keep going with River Song. So she, you know, it's, it's a paycheck. So, you know, actually like... <laughs> So definitely, folks, if you are interested, check out the the video. It's a ton of fun. We talk for about an hour and you get to see these smiling faces, you know, who you only usually hear are crackling, wonderful voices. So it's always a great, great time. All right. Let me thank everyone for being here. Kieran, you have been wonderful on the show. Thank you. You passed your audition. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are welcome back anytime. How can people find you? Uh, cool. They can find me on Facebook and Instagram on at Moffat Nation or my network at P Zinico. Awesome. We'll definitely have links to that up on our show notes. And of course, let's thank our regulars, Mr. Mike Gordon. We made it through another one, my friend. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. Anything you want to promote or anything? Or um, you know, just the uh, Earth Station one. And, uh, you know, for a complete report, uh, post-con um report of the what the events at dragon con we will be recording that uh next week yes sir and should be available probably about a week or so after this episode goes live so you definitely could check that out where we will be having a live recording actually on tuesday and i think that is the 18th if i remember or is that yeah tuesday the 19th the 19th, tuesday, 19th yeah. yeah tuesday the 19th at 8 p.m eastern we will have a you know a stream yard going so definitely check it out it'll be up on facebook youtube you know you can definitely find it so it'll be a ton of fun and mrs mary ogle thank you as always my friend oh thank you this was a really fun one to listen to oh very much so and you want to promote your stuff real quick sure you can find me at maryogle.com or on etsy at evision arts and let me just say big finish please call karen yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. He deserves it. He totally deserves it. So, folks, you know, feedback at our station who is the best way to find us. If you have not subscribed yet, why not? Come on. Um, our station who is now available up, of course, on Sirius XM. That's right. We are up there now, folks. And we are also up on Pandora. So, anywhere fine podcasts are found, our station who can be up there too. I think that's pretty fun. So please definitely subscribe. And, you know, we always love to hear from you. Feedback at ourstationwho.com. And, of course, our Facebook group. Always great. Tons of fun, you know, artwork or memes or just news that usually gets egg on our face anyway. You know, it's up there. So definitely check out our Facebook group. We would really always appreciate it. Until next time, my name is Mike Faber. We will see you. Be well. And the 60th anniversary is only two months away. Just remember that right now. Ah! And we're done. Boom. Boom.
You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. May we be of assistance, sir? Yes, I'm looking for a podcast for someone who likes that 1960s headache music. Don't these podcasters have atrocious taste? Sir, may I recommend this podcast by Monkeying Around? I guarantee a migraine. I never heard of Monkeying Around. You never heard of Monkeying Around? He's He's never never heard heard of of Monkeying monkeying Around. around. What does Monkeying Around sound like? (laughs) I'll take it. He took it? He took it. Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.